Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, you heard what he said. Welcome to Up On Game. It's a Saturday morning. It's a play. Well, not Saturday morning yeah. for some of y'all. It's a well, Saturday early afternoon for some of y'all. Yeah. I feel like I'm Myron Cope yeah. on sports introducing Up On Game into the <laughs> to the Myron Cope. This is Myron <laughs> Cope on sports. That's TJ oh Hushmanzada and Plexico Burrs. I'm LeVar Arrington. Welcome to the show, y'all. Appreciate y'all tuning in. And listen, if you do podcasts, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, download the podcast, listen to the podcast, man. We, we put y'all up on some some real interesting topics of conversation, and we enjoy doing so. It's a pleasure and an honor for us to be able to talk with you guys and inter- interact with you. Shots out to Iowa Sam on the board doing his thing. That's the great music that you hear coming in and out of the breaks. And some cool little sound effects take place. Our man Gavin, that keeps us on the rails, keeps us on the tracks real nice, real smooth. And our man David Gascon, you know, he's the most buff, strong, dieselish, chiseled out dude to deliver uh, updates uh, that that you're gonna, uh, yeah, you're gonna get it from. That and, boy's strong. And he got a good goatee going too. You know, his <laughs> good goatee is strong. Anyway, uh, yeah. So this is up on game and and coming into. This segment, we were debating and discussing Urban Meyer uh, going to Jacksonville. I believe that there could be some some conditions that exist, I'll say, that could make it difficult for someone that is wired the way that he is to have success. Now, let me qualify this before I turn it over to you guys. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said, why is it so – why is it that – coaches get recirculated so much 
why is it so why is it so hard to get a job and i was you know i had been thinking about this for for a long time now this might be a crazy theory but but follow me on this right i don't think most coaches can coach i don't think they're very good i don't think that they're knowledgeable about the intricacies of the game I think that the older that I've gotten, the more I realize that some of these people have been pimping the system. And the only way you can continue to pimp the system is what? Is if everybody is in cahoots. Is if everybody has got the same agenda. Everybody has the same motivations. So you could be a group of people that know how to organize people. You know how to get their uniforms in their lockers at the right time. You know how to get them on the buses. You know how to get them into the meeting rooms. But that doesn't necessarily know think mean that you know how to coach. And I think when you get a guy that comes along that actually knows how to coach – and is unforgiving about the way they approach things, like an Urban Meyer, that's why they win everywhere they go. I realized very quickly in the in the presence of Urban Meyer, and you were there, TJ, for some of those moments, I realized very quickly his knowledge of the game is dope. Like, like I, I hate when I get into conversations and people talk about, oh, they spent 20 20- one hours out of 24 preparing the game plan and studying film. Well, then you don't know football. He's taking way too much time. I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry you can try to convince me. Otherwise, it'll fall on deaf ears. If you got to spend 21 hours and spend the night in your office to to prepare <laughs> for games and stuff like that, something ain't right. And then you turn around and play the same coverage the whole game. Something ain't right. <laughs> Entire game you play the same coverage, but you spent 21 hours game planning. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. Uh, unbelievable. If you can sit there and tell me every single every single formation that they're going to come out in and, and on these downs and different things like that, and that's what's most important to you, then God bless. But to me, when I think about coaching, I think about – how you can look at somebody else's team and what the DNA of that person that's coaching that team. Are they tough? Are, are they going to come out and be physical? Are they finesse? Are they quick? Are they going to try to outrun you? Are they going to try to spread you out? Or is it going to be deceptive? Is it going to be misdirection? There's so many different things. Plex is TJ. There's so many different elements to me that are more relevant and being a successful coach than probably the criteria that a lot of people are chosen on. What what, what say you guys? Hey, hey, uh, you know what, man? You know, uh, I believe that the proof to a coach is in the player. It's just, just like you guys were saying when you and TJ was having these conversations with Urban Meyer, you found out how intelligent this man really was and then you think about the success that, that, that he had at Florida, it, it all starts to resonate. And when you hear the players that this man has coached speak highly of him, of, of how intelligent and how good this uh, man is as a coach, um, Brandon Spikes, I've had conversations with him about Urban Meyer just telling me about you know how he is just – you know, one of one one of the best coaches that he that he's ever been around. You know, Percy Harvin, 
you know, guys like that that he coached while he was at Florida. And I look back at the situation when I was back in Michigan State back in, you know, 1998 and 1999, uh, you know, I, I always say when I was playing in high school, I didn't have a coach. I had a teacher. And that was one of the reasons why I had a lot of success when I went on to college and, and went on to the NFL. But Nick Saban was my coach. Was that a shot at Nick Saban just it, now? No, 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 it's not. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm actually bigging him up. Okay, okay. I, you know, I don't think that he's a great people person. But when I got to Michigan State, and as far as this man being a football coach, he was the most one, he, he's one of the most brilliant uh coaching minds that I have been around in my life mm. and and he wasn't even known and this was what 20 23 24 years ago right and and, and I'm saying this going back to 98 and 99 that 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 this man was brilliant back then nobody knew who he was and now you look at the success that he's had over the years with his seven national championships he's one of the most national championships of any college football yeah, coach history yeah. and it just goes back to me saying that you know what I experienced this when I was in college, and this was almost 25 years ago, and he was brilliant then. So the success that he has had, uh, I'm not surprised at all because I sat there and witnessed it and watched this man go about his job and, and, and coach college players and have success. Well, let's, let's listen to Urban Meyer and his vision and what he sees uh, he can accomplish with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I want a team that plays fearless. First of all, it falls on the coaching staff. One way to take a great player and slow him down is be too complicated. And that won't, I can assure you, that will not happen. The only demand that I will have is you give everything you got for them. If you make a mistake, we have to coach you through that. My vision is when you grab a seat in this beautiful stadium, is you're going to see a team play really fast. That's, that's, I mean, and that right there. That's a coach. And that right there is why he should have success. Things have to align. You have to get your quarterback and hope you don't miss that defense because now if Deshaun Watson stays in that division, you're in a division that they're going to hit you different ways. You got the Miami Dolphins. I mean the Miami Dolphins. You got you have the Tennessee Titans that want to smash mouth uh, run the ball. You have a team like the Houston Texans if he's there that can, that can do both. And then you have a coach that are good up front on both sides. So he's coming into a division that can play. But a great coach is a coach that hires great assistant coaches. So he oversees everything. They do all the teaching and coaching, and they're implementing his vision from the coaches meeting and what he wants. Not only that, not only that, but it's it's about managing the expectations. It's about inspiring it's it's about creating aspirations it's about creating vision you know I, I as a coach the one thing that I value the most is being able to create an environment that's conducive to success the only way you can make an environment conducive to success is if you're making sure that the energy source is positive and in that that direction giving those those young people the people that are involved the the ability to take ownership not only of what they do personally but how it extends and plays a part of what the rest of the team and the rest of the organization how they handle things that's the only way you can take a team especially at the national football pro level if you're going to have any chance 
of being able to go out there and compete against those traditional powerhouse organizations, you have to have a collective buy-in and ownership stake in the culture that is being built out. I believe Urban Meyer can do that in spades with the players. I am, however, a tad bit leery and a tad bit intrigued as to how that will play out with the front office. You know what, man? One of the things that I love that he said in this interview is that, you know, simplicity and our guys are going to play fast. And it resonates with me because, T.J. LaVar, how many times have you seen or or been in training camp (laughs) where you got guys who come out of college and they're they're some of the best athletes you have ever seen. They run 4-2-40s, 4-3-40s, and all these kind of things. But the mental capacity of the NFL and understanding what what should I be doing on this play, when you get to the line of scrimmage, they can't perform. So they they can't be – the best them because they can't digest what is going on in their head mentally so they can go out and be their best self. But then the question and, and is, Flex, the question is, is that correct? Is that it is right? Correct. It is correct. It, they have a young football team. Just like I just said earlier, they have a yep. young football team. Let these guys go out and play fast be simple on offense. So, so, so what so, you're saying so, it's so, incorrect. So, so, We're saying so, the same thing. So you're saying simplify. Don't have a, a dictionary as the playbook. Right. Like what What right. am I going to teach you 500 different plays for if we're only going to run right. four or five of them? And we all know these coaches. Let's just go back to the national championship game. Dude, Ohio State defensive coordinator just played man. And I guarantee he game plans so long, watched so much film. And then all you do is turn around and play man to man. I mean, why not have two or three adjustments? This is what I do with my team. I have two or three adjustments that that we make, sight adjustments, and we check the theory. We check the down the distance. The, the idea is stop the run on first down, prepare for the pass on other downs, and and play fast. But that's a fun – like – I. You and that's have, high school, it, it but be, I, I would take the same concept anywhere I go. Where guys can play fast. You have to get intelligent players because we all know there are a bunch of dummies. Yeah. But, but it can't it can't be too simplistic to where a team knows exactly what you're doing. You have to right. keep them guessing I mean, as well. And so as long as you have players that can understand what you want to implement, and it doesn't have to be the entire team. You could have three or four but, players on but defense what about that line that they'll line everybody up. They'll, they'll communicate with the other guys to make sure the other guys, they know what they're doing. And so if you have those guys on the team, you should be fine. This is, I mean, we are talking about the pros here, so I want to be mindful in, in saying when we're, t- we're getting into talking about simplicity, the, the pros is very complicated. They, they invest a ton of money and resources into the complexities of, of what plays look like. And I get that, the understanding of it, how you're, you're going against other guys. I play, most, I play a lot of coaches in chess. I whoop them. Think about it. Like I'll whoop a I'll whoop a coach in chess. So if you're if you're telling me all of these resources that are being used to be able to maneuver and and put your guys in the right places and understand how to gain the 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 advantage on the football field, a lot of these guys don't even know their way around the chessboard, and that's that's really ultimately what football is is a chess match. Right. What, what, another but, thing that but let me throw this one out at you, Plex, and and you too, TJ. When looking at 
the idea of how complicated this sport is has become or how it's made to be is it more so to keep people out is this more of a an issue of a discussion point to say if i can justify how complicated this thing is and how how much the mental aspect of this game represents you being able to be here is that a natural weeding out process not only for players but also for aspiring coaches it, you know yeah. you know go ahead tj it, it it can be but honestly we know we we've played a long time there's some guys that just get it there's some guys that it takes time and there's just some guys that just they won't get it you have if those guys that just won't get it it's okay if they're super talented, you deal with it, and you get a player that gets it and says, hey, you you got to help him out. Make sure he understands what we're doing. Make sure he's lined up correctly, whether that's offensively or defensively. And so it can happen. But, again, it goes back to do you believe in a coach? <clears throat> do you believe in his knowledge that he's trying to impart upon you? He's telling you something. Is this the right thing? If you're a smart player and he tells you this and you watch film and it's something else, now you're going to have that doubt. And everything he tells you is what you said. These coaches just really and don't know now, what they're doing. But then now what does that turn into? You know, you and I had this conversation all the time. I just posted it on my social media the other day, right? I was labeled a freelancer. I was labeled an uneducated football player as if I had no knowledge for the game, as if I couldn't learn a football playbook. Some people, and Marvin Lewis was one of them, sat there and had the nerve to actually say I couldn't learn a playbook. You know you know how long I spent with Marvin Lewis? I spent one season with Marvin Lewis. One season. And 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 let's be clear here. One season on a failing football team. Failing football team, all right? I almost won defensive MVP that year. I led all linebackers with sacks. I I broke 100 in tackles, right? I I was I was an all pro and I was a pro bowler and yet this man was maligning me. He's maligning me saying that I do what I want to do or I don't understand defenses and I don't I don't get it. So to me, then you start to have conversations. I'm all about having the conversation of unjustly accusing or putting these these labels on different players about about what that looks like and what that represents. And to me, this conversation screams that. But you it know what screams that. You know what's crazy though is I was told that about you, and I automatically assume that to be the it, case. To and be true. Yeah. But this and that's why perception isn't reality, but it almost is if someone doesn't know you, because if a coach wants you to do this and you don't do it that then way you're labeled even yes. if you get uh, a yes. positive result. Even if you get a positive result, you, you are still exactly on the, the mind. Way yes. Right. Yeah, you didn't do it exactly the way that they drew it up or they wanted you to do. So you you, you can't learn the playbook. But 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 I will say this. I want the people out, you know, listening to the show to understand when I was talking about Urban Meyer and the, I mean, to make it simple so these guys could play fast. The, the this game from a from a mental standpoint is is one of the toughest things that a young man coming out of college is trying to digest and 
just being on the offense, I, I know TJ can attest to this, getting to the line of scrimmage and, and like, you'll see three different coverages before the ball height coming out of the huddle, you see one. Yeah. When, you, when, when they're in cadence, they're jumping into another. When the ball's hike, they're in what they're going to run that play. So for a, a young receiver coming into this league and, and, and really trying to understand and digest what the defense is doing to him, it, it, it's not easy because at on any given play of a path that's caught in the huddle, I can run three or four different routes based on what the coverage is, is, is showing me. So I'm not saying it's, it's, it's easy, but you can come in as a, as a first-year coach you can dial it back a little bit, so now you can, you know, look at your players and observe them and see how see how much they can take in, and then you can make your 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 defense or your offense more complex to to the defense or the offense is not getting a jump on what you want to do, and I and I believe that Erdman understands that he's coming out of college, going into the pros, he's going to make it simple his first year, and then he'll be more complex in the years to come. Well, we certainly will find out if Urban Meyer is up for the challenge. That's the beauty of sports. It all plays out. Divisional round preview. We're going to talk about that. We got the big dog, uh, the OG of OGs, Daryl Moose Johnston, coming on NFL on Fox Broadcaster. He's doing the Rams-Packers game. Uh, we're going to talk about some of these games. Callers, y'all stay on there. We see y'all there. Stay locked. Um, yeah, you're listening to Up On Game. On Fox Sports Radio, iHeartMedia, make sure you stay dialed in. We're going to start talking a little playoffs on the other side. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. 
Jackson as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Welcome to Back on on Gabe. Where's my snare? Hey. hey, oh! If you had oh, to choose between a, 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 a an older Halle Berry or an older Madonna, Halle Berry, <laughs> <laughs> I take I take Boomerang Halle Berry. <laughs> that was the conversation in between in between the Heisman talk and the discussions of uh, <laughs> who deserve who's deserving they, of it? Who's getting drafted? What you got, Plug? What you got? Man, we gotta see if we can get Halle Berry on the show. <laughs> Halle Berry's people, if you're listening out there, Halle Please. Berry, if you're listening, up on put game. us up on game. <laughs> up on Help game. me out a little bit, please. <laughs> up on game wants to bring you on the show and give you a special uh, guest guest spot appearance on here. We could call it the Holly Berry Takeover. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it's going to be, because I'm not going to be doing much talking. I'm just going to be doing all the listening. Hi, everybody going to be like, hi. Uh-huh. Welcome back to Up On Game, y'all. That's Plexico Burst. You hear uh, speaking of boomerangs, uh, Holly Berry. Um, that's TJ Hushmanzada right next to me. I'm LeVar Arrington. Coming up on the other side of this update, a very, very cool guest, Daryl the Moose Johnston. And just so we have some time, in fact, I want to give the floor to my man David Gascon right now so we could get our trending. LeVar, I feel bad. We didn't uh, include plaques in that Q&A I session. I know, man. <laughs> I know. And that, that was the reason why I brought hey, it to the air. I see, I, see, I, see, I see how y'all do me, man. <laughs> you know. It's cool. Oh, we got to get you here. Uh, guys, uh, college basketball number 21, Ohio State just beat Illinois by six. St. John's falls to Marquette 73-71 and North Carolina gets stumped by Florida State 82-75. couple games that are underway in the first half that includes number 17 Missouri beating up on Texas A&M by 16 points. And of course the National Football League has the two divisional round games today. Rams taking on the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau. Kickoff times at 4.30 Eastern. Cooper Cup is a game time decision. Aaron Donald will play 
Both Bills wide receivers Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley taken off of the injury report for tonight's game against Baltimore. Bills three-point favorites in that one. Mark Ingram is a healthy scratch as well. Marcus Peters is listed as questionable uh, for that game. Major League Baseball League is considering seven-inning doubleheaders yet again with runners in, on second base for extra innings this upcoming season. That's according to Bob Nightingale. It is pending a union approval. Fellas, back to you guys. All right. Appreciate it. Well, I don't want to waste any time on bringing on this next distinguished gentleman. He is truly one of the, the crown jewels and bright beacons of our game and in our past and in our history. He's a part of the the proclaimed America's team. A lot of people talk about Mike Irving. A lot of people talk about Emmett Smith or Troy Aikman. Or the lineman. They'll say Larry Jay Novacek. Yeah. They'll throw Jay Novacek out there. But let me tell you something. You don't earn the nickname Moose if you ain't bringing that hat. And this man opened up a lot of lanes for Emmett to become the all-time leading rusher in the history of the National Football League. Our guy, Daryl Moose Johnston from NFL on Fox, a broadcaster on the Rams, Packers, longtime successful broadcaster, by the way, uh, doing the Rams and Packers game. Welcome in, bro. Big bro. Welcome in, man. Wow. <laughs> thank you, thank you. What an introduction. Yeah, thank man. So what are you, like, you know, with everything that's going on, with this game, this is probably, I mean, outside of the New Orleans Saints and, and uh, Tampa game, this has got to be the most intriguing game of this weekend. And I, I have my reasons why, but just give me, a, you know, all the homework that you've had to do going into the game. What are you looking at? What should we be looking for? Yeah, well, I think that everybody's kind of focused on, you know, obviously the big matchup. So we've got the number one scoring offense with the Green Bay Packers going up against the number one scoring defense with the L.A. Rams. And, and everybody wants to see how that's going to pan out. But I, I'm really interested to see what happens on the other side of that one. You know, how does Jared Goff and the Rams offense do against the Green Bay Packer defense? Because we've had them a couple of times during the course of the season. And just to watch them progress and how much better they were playing in the month of December than they were earlier in the season. They seem to have hit their stride right at the right time. The big question mark, the run game, uh, and to be able to, to hold Derrick Henry to under 100 yards, uh, then to follow that up, uh, you know, kept David Montgomery under 70 yards. Uh, you know, those are two pretty good running backs. So, you know, what will Cam Akers be able to do today to take some pressure off of Jared Goff and that thumb in the passing game? So th that, to me, is going to be one of the things that I'm going to keep a close eye on. And then on that other side, I... I <laughs> I mean, Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey, uh, you know, when they do have the opportunity to, to go one-on-one, -on -one, uh, I think that's going to be something that's very special for the people to watch. So, how are you doing, Moose? When, when, I, when I look at the game, I, we all assume the Rams' defense will be the Rams' defense, and it make it hard, especially when you have a Jalen Ramsey that can match up with Devontae, like you said, but then you have Aaron Donald in the middle of that defense that is going to cause – so much attention and disruption. Then you go on the flip side offensively. How is golf's thumb? Are they going to be able to move the ball effectively? You would assume Cooper Cup is going to play with his knee. It is the playoffs. How is that? How will McVay be able to scheme up to get his offensive position? Because he's know his defense is going to keep him in the game. What is McVay's yeah. plan? 
Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. That, that defense is going to give you a chance today. I, I think the emphasis obviously shifts down into the red zone. Uh, you know, Green Bay is, is just, I mean, they're historical numbers with their touchdown efficiency in the red zone. Um, you know, how do, how do the Rams keep pace with that? And, and, and can the defense prevent them from getting down in there? Uh, so every time that Jared Goff and, and the Rams offense cross that 25-yard line heading into that red zone, uh, it becomes critically important that they walk away with touchdowns. Um, how they're going to do that, I don't know. I, I don't think you leave anything in the bucket, right? You've you got a quarterback. We've got to see how, how well Jared's going to throw the ball. Now, right now, it's, it's nice. There's, there's not a lot of wind. It's not overly cold. Uh, you know, they did catch a pretty good weather day when you're talking about a guy who's three weeks removed from having three pins put in his thumb. Um, but how far can he extend the field? W- will Green Bay have the opportunity to really squeeze down in and, and not have to defend, you know, anything beyond 20 yards because Jerry Goff's just not effective throwing the football? I, I think that that's the big thing that they have to find out. But Sean McVay said, you know, he got the practice this week, which last week he didn't. He was throwing the ball better each day moving forward uh, than he did against Seattle last week. So I think it's trending where there's some confidence in the ability to to throw the football effectively today, uh, more so than he did against Seattle. Uh, But we'll have to see how that pans out because if it comes, if they become one dimensional and they have to lean on that run game, uh, you know, this Packers defense is playing with quite a bit of swagger against the run. Mm. Hey, look, from from being an ultimate competitor from that standpoint, you just have to love this matchup of Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams on the edge, which I think he will shadow Adams all day long. But I will say this. We don't we don't know how healthy Aaron Donald is. Green Bay Packers, no Bakhtiari. If Aaron Donald is healthy, I think they attack the backup left tackle. And if 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 Aaron Donald, we don't know because nobody's saying anything. If he doesn't play, if he's not healthy, do you think that they can get pressure on Aaron Rodgers? You know, it, it, it's always so hard to get pressure on him. Um, yeah, I think the one thing that was, was really impressive last week by the front was, was Russell Wilson and, and how well he feels pressure. He, he senses the breakdown of the pocket and, and kind of escapes through that. What, what the luxury is for the Rams is they're able to do that with just the four and then they can drop the seven, and they can play the shell coverages and keep everything in front of them. Um, to your point, if, if Aaron is not 100%, you know, how does that impact them? Uh, one of the guys we haven't talked about yet is Leonard Floyd. And this organization is very familiar with Leonard Floyd from his time in Chicago, and everybody that we spoke to on the offensive side said, listen, we don't even recognize this guy on film. I mean, he is so much more dynamic than he was when he was in Chicago. You know, he's making plays now. He's got the confidence. Always seemed like he was a step away from making that play when he was in Chicago, but now he's finishing it. And and when Aaron Donald went out last week against Seattle, uh, you know they, they continued to get sacks on Russell Wilson. Leonard had one, uh, Morgan Fox had one. So you know th- this is a front that, that's playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, I, I expect, you know, even Aaron Donald at ninety percent is a tough challenge for anybody <laughs> on game day. So uh, you know he'll be out there. He'll he'll have his impact. Uh, the question is, how many snaps does he get? Do, do they take him off? Because I think that's one of the big things, too. As, as good as Aaron Rodgers is, and we've seen him do it when, you know, he catches the 12th guy on the field, he's got a free play when he gets you in the neutral zone, you know, how he has that, that knack. He's going to know when Aaron Donald is on the sideline. And, and you know that if he has an opportunity to get to something that he feels comfortable with in that situation, as opposed to Aaron being on the field where he doesn't feel comfortable, 
how aggressive does Aaron Rodgers get with Aaron Donald on the sideline taking a breather? Moose, I want to throw this one out at you. And again, just just super amazing perspective um, from from the great legend himself, uh, Daryl Moose Johnston, uh, calling the game today uh, for Fox. Uh, let me throw this one out at you. I, I believe Green Bay will win this game, but I think it will be very difficult in the sense that one of the things that I have really looked at very closely – is the aggressiveness and the physicality of the secondary. We talk about what the defensive front does for the Rams, and I agree with those things that you just said. But when I think about Troy Hill and Jalen Ramsey and Fuller and Johnson, uh, Nick Scott and, and Darius Williams and those guys, the one thing that comes to mind is they tackle. And a lot of the offenses these days are looking to slip screens, tunnel screens, you know, jet sweeps and and just very quickly developing plays that require a secondary that's willing to be physical and tackle. The lowest number of tackles is Jalen Ramsey at 44. You have a safety that has over 100 tackles combined, 71 or so as as solo but combined over a, a hundred that's linebacker numbers for tackles how much of a difference do you see that making in today's game well i, I think that that has really shift you know it's been a big shift with the way offenses are playing um you know getting the getting the football to your dynamic players in space and allowing them the opportunity to create um we get on tv and you guys talk on the radio and we you know we get into scheme and, and strategy and x's and o's but you know, TJ and Lavar, they know this. This game comes down to blocking and tackling. When it's all said and done, who blocked best and who tackled the best? Uh, and, and that's what's going to happen today. Uh, we, we've talked about Aaron Donald in that front. Can Green Bay block him? Can they block that front? Um, you know, Mike Pettin, the defensive coordinator for the Packers, feels his front is better than the Rams' front. He feels like they're going to win that battle. Nah, so, he's wrong on that end. <laughs> wow. you got to believe in your guys. you got to believe that in your guys. That is true. That is true. So, uh, But I'm telling you, you're going to be impressed by this defense. They've come a long way. They really have come a long way. If you, if you saw them in the first half of the season, you won't recognize them today. They, they are confident. They play fast. I think he's scaled back what they're doing. Uh, so it, it always comes down to blocking and tackling. And, yes, that, that secondary for the Rams is outstanding. Uh, the, the fewest explosive plays. Yep. allowed in the yep. NFL this season. And, and that doesn't Two. mean it was something over the top. Sometimes, like you're saying, those are thrown three yards down the field and it turns into a 50-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're negating that, if you're, if you're making a team go down the field methodically and convert first downs and do a, an eight-play drive, a 10-play drive, a 12-play drive to get your points, at some point there's an opportunity for them to make a mistake and, and, and lose that opportunity. So that's going to be the big thing today. I, I think the, the most important thing is, is, is the Rams' defense, as good as they are, We'll keep them in the game. The question is, can Jerry Goff and that offense, you know, be a, a complementary component uh, and have an opportunity to win this game at the end? Mm-hmm. Wow, Moose, man, I'm really hurt, man. You know what? I, I have a lot of respect for you, man. You know, I, you know, I love you, my brother. You know, I, I came from an era where I played in an I formation offense. You know, obviously playing with Jerome Bettis and you know, but always having a fullback. And then you get out there and say that Lavar and TJ. 
<laughs> it comes down to blocking and tackling if you want to win the game. Are, are you insinuating that I wasn't blocking exactly. when I was playing wide receiver? No, 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 no. I'm, like, I'm, I'm hurt. <laughs> you hurt my f- I'm hurt, man. You know what? They know Shame about me. Shame on me. Oh, come on, Moose. This your boy. <laughs> this your boy. Oh, my gosh. Moose, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. Enjoy the game today. Um, anything that anything else any anything you you got going on you promoting anything uh, you know what while we got you I mean just let us know you know if there's anything else before we let you go because you're when you have the floor it's always a pleasure to give you uh, the the final word and opportunity ah uh, I appreciate that now I, I really don't have anything going on right now just uh, just try to keep uh, try to keep our communities and our country together you know, not uh, not looking at what's wrong with our with our life and what's wrong with our world, but what what can we find that's right? Mm-hmm. And and one of the big things is is we lost one of my high school or one of my college teammates this year, Marcus Paul, mm-hmm. who is a strength coach with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, Marcus was 54, and and we lost him far too soon. And and we've always talked about getting together and 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 you having a reunion, and we kept putting it off, putting it off. Well, now when we do it, Marcus isn't going to be there. So mm-hmm. I've been telling everybody when I get an opportunity, hey, if you if you plan to do something and, you, and you've been putting it off but let's not put things off anymore let's, let's make sure we get we get together with people that we haven't seen in a while and, uh, I, I know it's a challenge right now but uh, you know I, I learned a hard lesson uh, when we lost markets so I've been trying to get that out to everybody that Indeed. if somebody you haven't seen in a while and you've been talking about doing it make sure you do it Indeed. No well, doubt about it, man. Well Appreciate put. it, Moose. Yeah, well no put. Good luck no on the game today, Moose. That is Daryl Moose Thank Johnston, you. NFL on Fox Broadcaster. The, the Rams and the Packers. We are on the home stretch of this beautiful show. We'll be right back to wrap it up. You are listening to Up On Game on Fox Sports Radio. Take us on out of here, Sammy. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) We see. We have a ringing on. Nothing on. Oh, what up, Wayne? <laughs> he just made a song for Green Bay. Is what it up, released, Wayne? Does, it, does it release tonight or was it last night that last, it released? Last night. Last night. You think they're going to win? Y'all think they're going to win? The Green Packers. Bay, I think they're going to win, man. I really do. The question it, is, are they going to cover? Are they going to cover? Nah, I think it's going to be a are closer Are you betting game. on the game? Or no, I'm not betting on the game, but I know no. that's people – it's easy in the playoffs to pick Cleveland as favorite or the underdog by 11 points. It's easy to pick the Chiefs. Um, this the NFL playoffs with the Packers being favored by, I believe, seven points. It's easy to say, oh, they should be able to win by a touchdown. But this is the playoffs. You really kind of – you don't know how it's going to go. I think they're going to cover. Uh, I think they're going to cover. I'm not a gambling man. I just, you know, just want to win. Okay. Well, so I think if I I'm do gambling, think the Green Bay will win. And I don't think, you know, uh, Lil Wayne really understands the history of the Green Bay Packers. I think he just likes the G's that are on the side of the helmet. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I really do. <laughs> All right. What else? Who else? Who else? Who else we got that's going? Who else we got that's uh, the Tampa Ravens Bills? Who, who we got? I, I, two hottest teams going into the playoffs. I'm going to roll with the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, you know what I want to say about this game? There's going to be like a 30, 35 mile, mile per hour wind in Buffalo tonight. And, you know, I played in Buffalo back in 2007. It, it, was, it was like the same thing. The wind was blowing so hard you couldn't throw the football. And they were putting like nine in the box playing man on the edge. And we ran for 289 yards. And you couldn't throw the football. There was zero visibility. For, for me, I don't understand – 
if you're the Baltimore Ravens and you know you're going into this game, it's going to be 35, 40-mile-hour 40, 40 wins, why Mark Ingram is a healthy scratch? Yeah, there's there's something going and on. And knowing there. you got to run the football tonight because they have Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, and they I probably, don't care. I, I agree with that. I agree. You with know that. you have to run the football tonight. Why Dobbins, is he a healthy scratch? J.K. Dobbins many, then took the load. How many times are they going to run the ball? You got two guys to split the uh, the carries up. You don't need three. Yes, you do. Now Justice Hill will be active. As okay, well. one go. Okay, one goes down. What do you, you have? Justice Hill. Man, listen, the guy's a healthy scratch. I don't understand that. It's the playoffs. I, it's, there's something going over there that we don't know about. Yeah, he don't play. Is he, that he the difference? In, play is that the difference in this game? Is that the difference? Is, I, I believe so because he's your most physical runner. I'm taking the Bills to win regardless. Whether, whether Mark Ingram was playing or not, I think the Bills – are still the team. I, again, I have them I'm, making it to the Super Bowl, so I have I'm them taking, winning this game. I'm taking Baltimore because of the elements. They have to run the football tonight. As far as Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs hooking up on the outside with the wind blowing, I think it's going to be a little more, more, more difficult for them to have a report this evening. So I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens to win the game running the football. TJ, do they cover? The the Ravens are the Ravens are going to win, so they automatically cover if they win because they're the underdog. They are the I'm underdog, and you're taking the Ravens. Y'all both are taking the Ravens. I'm taking I'm taking Ravens. Baltimore. Yeah, I was horribly wrong on my my calls against y'all the other week. I think I get back on track today. <laughs> the Bills will win this game, and they will cover. So that's interesting, guys. I know we got you guys on callers, uh, Kevin and Dre. Listen, man, we'll do something special for you guys. Uh, we we can't get to you. We we're, we've unfortunately have run out of time, man. We'll see, we'll see your t shirt. We'll, we're we're going to do something nice for you. We'll figure something out. Y'all right? call in next week. Make sure you call back. We, I know Dre is a regular. He's a, a P1-er of the show. So We're going to get y'all on next you. week. Call. We get y'all on right away next week. You have been put up on game, my people. That's TJ Hushmanzada. That's Plexico Burst. I'm LeVar Arrington. Make sure you go check out the podcast. Make sure you drop a review. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you download. Make sure you put it up. To your friends that have, check us out on Twitter. Check us out on IG. Again, enjoy the games this weekend. You've just been put up on game. This is Fox Sports Radio. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... 
I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.